Hello. Oh, well, hello there. Welcome to Sort of Splained. Yeah, and uh, this is our podcast. That's Kellen Doherty. And that's Leah Nielsen. And we're going to be splaining some things. Yeah. Or one thing. I don't know. I'm not splaining. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither, so. Oh, geez. I'm still waiting for that to happen. We, should we both are just sitting on Zoom like, anyway, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I bet you I could like pull something out of my badonk. <laughs> out of your badonk? No I didn't less. feel like saying ass. I don't like when people say ass for some reason. So you went with badonk, to be clear. <laughs> to Not be relevant badonk, and timely. <laughs> just a single donk. <laughs> One cheek, one badonk. <laughs> Not two badonka dogs. <laughs> yeah. One dog would be really pitiful. I know. That would be sad. I hope I hope that that doesn't happen to anyone. <laughs> I hope all of our listeners have both of their butt cheeks. If something good happened, you lost one. I'm really sorry. Um, I hope what I'm saying happen. too. And I'm laughing, but like there's going to be one listener that doesn't. And they're going to be so hurt. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you. I don't know if a chimp ate it. I don't know <laughs> if you had just like a tumor on it or what it was, but I am sorry. Um, I wouldn't do well with one donk. It'd be so hard. Like sitting would be hard. It would really affect every part of your yeah. life. Well, you know, <laughs> because of bringing that up, have you seen the movie Fresh? On no, a- but I know uh, like the vague vibe of it, like romance turned cannibal, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> Sebastian Stan is a cannibal. And I right. guess I won't give anything away because if someone does want to watch it, it's, it's good. Like I enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. wild. Um, but there's like a part where somebody loses their both their badonka <laughs> and they live <laughs> they live she's oh fine i mean i don't she has to crawl around a lot right, um, it's like, i feel like you're it's not just like your butt like it's a whole muscle that like helps yeah. you lift your body yeah and yeah. i was watching it with my boyfriend he's like i just don't like he didn't understand he's like how is she even going to the bathroom i was like well they didn't take her butthole <laughs> it <laughs> just took the meat <laughs> <laughs> he was like i just don't understand i don't get it <laughs> it's scientifically yeah. but in terms of movies about cannibalism i mean it was pretty good i mean i did yeah. do a podcast episode about cannibalism so i feel like oh yeah, yeah. not to toot my own horn but i feel like i, know I mean cannibalism's super hot right now like all the Dahmer stuff coming yeah. out fresh that's that's a fresh new cannibal thing that like I feel like cannibalism has been faux pas for a long time and now they're really diving in although you know what they had Han- we had Hannibal Lecter yeah I was gonna say I feel like He's there's always, like a weird show or a movie with a cannibal yeah cannibal. but for understandable reasons I feel like the majority of people are like <laughs> we don't talk about that but now everyone's like thirsting after Jeffrey Dahmer which is concerning oh yeah uh, like, I get Evan weird. Peters is hot. Evan Peters playing Jeffrey Dahmer is not hot, you guys. No, it's gross. And like all of it, I watched it. It was just like yeah. eerie and creepy. I, 
yeah i watched the first episode and i was like i don't i don't want to do this yeah it's like it's very unsettling and they also like i don't think they respected the victims that well at all like i know they had like they had certain episodes that were like based on the victims like point of view which i guess was better to see but like it was just like like they showed pictures like Mm -hmm. of some stuff that like I only know of because I'm a horrible person that like googled it (laughs) you know but it's like but that was someone and they showed those pictures in that Netflix show like that's fucked up and like someone's family like they're still alive (laughs) right it's not it wasn't it was fairly recent early 90s you know yeah so well speaking of not respectful things I also watched Blonde (laughs) what's that Marilyn Monroe movie oh I was told not to watch it (laughs) the curiosity got the best of me I wouldn't recommend people watch it but I was just like so curious I was like I just gotta know what what this is like I just I gotta see it and I yeah I wouldn't recommend it I was supposed to watch it with um two of my friends like a week or so ago and we got to like his house and we were like talking about it and then he told us he'd never seen Hocus Pocus, so we just watched that instead. <laughs> oh, that's a much better vibe. <laughs> I know, and I was like, this has much better vibes. <laughs> yeah, one of those movies is three hours long, and one of those movies is very not respectful to women, so I would definitely say Hocus Pocus is the winner. <laughs> yeah, Hocus Pocus is the winner. It comes out on top. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so should we address something from last episode very quickly sure Helen got (laughs) some homework (laughs) yeah so we were actually contacted by a representative at PETA right through our email you can email us at sort of explained at gmail.com by the way um and honestly very pleasant email not defensive at all like yes. I, I'm being serious. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> they said they always appreciate hearing from the community. Right. Even though we and were like berating them for the second half of that podcast. <laughs> yes. They just wanted to clarify something about when one of their statistics for adopting out animals, it's very low, but a lot of it, it they said is because they have like transfers and like foster homes for animals and that they also put down a lot of animals when people can't afford euthanasia at like a regular vet yeah so i think was that basically like the adds to like their kill count basically sort of like yeah so that's yeah. why they may be considered more like no kill than you would think a PETA place would be but it's actually very humane yeah <laughs> and euthanasia i mean that is not cheap no it's not <laughs> all of us who used to work at a vet like if yeah. you're a like, hundred pound dog that's gonna oh my god yeah and then cremation for a hundred pound dog too is pretty yeah. expensive like yeah. and it's just sad it's like imagine a family that cannot afford that and their dog is dying like yeah geez. your dog's in pain that's awful that's awful yeah so Anyway, so here we are. Yeah, they didn't curse us out. So good for them. Chop, chop. Not chop, chop. Clap, clap, snap, snaps. (laughs) For PETA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, today I have 
a fun episode where I'm also probably gonna be angry at someone. Oh no! <laughs> but not not one person in particular. Um, but but yeah, this is a fun one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, so today I was gonna talk to you, Leah, about a TV show. Okay. So originally. <laughs> I was actually going to do this episode on Law and Order SVU. Oh my God. I've been I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, as someone who's seen every episode of 23 seasons, I mean, that's out of hand. That's ridiculous. You are a fan. You are that a fan. Way too many episodes I've seen. And I remember them all so vividly because they're always on when I'm at the gym, too. And yeah. as soon as I see just one clip, I'm like, oh, I know this episode. That's where the teacher I'm is the assailant. And they think it's the other guy. And it's, oh, <laughs> it's all the same. But aren't there new episodes coming out? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There was just one last Thursday coming Stabler's out. Stabler's back. Stabler's back, right? That's what I have. Yeah, he has his own spinoff. He has organized crime, oh. which I'm not as interested in. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's fine. but And they do a lot of crossover, and they're doing this whole will-they-won't-they they with him and Olivia. They've been doing that for <sighs> years. Yeah. For the whole time. I, I literally just saw a post on Reddit today where it was like, the writers of SVU have Buddhist monk-level patience with this, like, <laughs> will-they-won't-they they story because they have been hanging on to it. <laughs> yeah, for 23 years. <laughs> And they're two, and, like, attractive people with sexual tension and, like, yeah. care for each other. So it's like, yeah. And the whole thing was he was married. Well, guess what? Now he's not because they killed been. that bitch off. He hasn't been for And a now minute. he's, like, this, like, grieving widower. And so... Which makes him somehow hotter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stabler's anyway. not a usual type, but I like the actor. His Instagram is funny. He has Are like you a- just liking him for his badonkadonk? Because that man has a donkey. No, he's got a badonkadonk. He's got a donkey. He, he has a wild... A, he's a full donkey. <laughs> I've seen so many memes of that man's butt. I'm like, wow. This is something. No, it's not for me. Like, I just, I don't like that muscular build just m- most of the time. But you like- the butt? <laughs> you, I don't know. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> But it's more like his personality. Like, I don't like Stabler's personality, but I like the actor's personality. Yeah, so, he seems very cool. He does. He does. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, so I was going to do this on SVU, but then John Oliver did an episode last week tonight about Law & Order, and it was like a thousand times better than I would ever make it. He's so I was good. like, you know what? I learned everything I needed from this British man about Law & Order, so... If you want to learn about Law & Order, you should watch that episode of Last Week Tonight. But for today, I'm going to be talking to you about a different TV show. Okay. So I fell into a weird wormhole of watching a bunch of episodes of this show last Christmas break when I was at my parents' house because mm. I couldn't fall asleep and I was like kind of jet lagged and I just would be sitting in my family room at like one in the morning with like a sleeping dog and cable tv because I don't have oh, that yeah ever. that's and that's an old person's luxury <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't know anyone with cable I, and I always feel like I need to take advantage of it when I have it for some yeah. reason because I'm like who knows what's on here it's just a mixed bag you just yeah. turn the channel and whoa there's palm stars which is always on always 
there's yeah there is never I, a time when pawn stars is not playing yeah i had cable in the irish cottage i was quarantined in and i just ended up watching so much african news <laughs> it's like it's like the news but for like africa huh. <laughs> it's in, i guess ireland gets like all of europe and all of whatever channels like they just get much more variety and uh and then other than that they love gordon ramsay over there like every other channel was gordon ramsay doing something oh interesting <laughs> yeah. you Even won't hear any right. complaints from me about that yeah yeah <laughs> when i was in ireland back in like 2010 i remember they had cable in the um hotel and pimp my ride was always on oh yeah and it was so funny because pimp my ride show. had been off the air for like years by that point it's i was hard like it's pimp my ride yeah. It's I was like, what is this doing? <laughs> it's like Irish people love exhibit. <laughs> so this episode it's gonna cover everything from fake rat tails to Boston Market to boob jobs to some guy named Jimbo. So mm, buckle in. I'm still not I still don't know if I know. So this show premiered in February 2010. So right before we were going to graduate high school. And mm. it's a show that is somehow still going because the 11th season just finished this past May of 2022. It airs on CBS and reruns can be found on TLC, the Oprah Network, and like A&E, AMC, like all this other kind of stuff. It's one of those things similar to Law & Order. Because it's like a highly aired show that you just like always find playing at some point in the day, no matter what. They just always have reruns going on. Okay. So to think back to 2010 for a second, <laughs> we're talking like MasterChef, Great British Bake Off comes on the scene, Jersey Shore, Jersey um, Shore. Pretty Wild, that reality show about the bling ring girl <laughs> that came out. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that... <laughs> I never really seen a full episode, but there's just one particular scene that went viral where, yeah, the girl that was in the bling ring, she had a reality show just like for having it. Like they wanted her to be like the Kardashians. But yeah. in the first episode, she got arrested. <laughs> and they had to just kind of like keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, and I think it was just like one season and probably just like a few episodes. But yeah. I definitely suggest you check it out because it's That's very funny. funny. <laughs> um real housewives is going strong keeping up with the kardashians is on the apprentice survivor okay. so basically we got a lot of reality tv and a lot of it is still super popular so in walks a new concept for a show so today i am going to be explaining to you undercover boss oh hell yeah okay cool i was like i don't know where you're going with this i couldn't put my finger on what it would be <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> By the end of this episode, I will have probably ranted to you a lot um, about how this show is just ridiculous and it's just capitalist propaganda and basically <laughs> nothing else. It's like a yeah. wild thing to watch as an adult. Um, this is interesting and something I didn't know. Undercover Boss is actually based off of a British show that came out or it came about from the idea that it'd be like fun for the CEO to eavesdrop on what it's really like to work for them. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the office, but it would be like funny and goofy and just like gossipy and like this just like comedic thing. Right. Uh, but the American version is a little bit different. They wouldn't go in disguise <laughs> to their I place think they in the would, British one. 
maybe I don't know, but it would okay. always just be like, oh, they think Tim like has bad choice in blazers, and that would be like <laughs> yeah. the gist of it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the office drama. <laughs> yeah. Now, for those who may not be familiar with what Undercover Boss is, the premise is quite simple. So each episode centers around a certain CEO or very high-up executive going undercover within their own huge multi-million dollar, maybe billion dollar corporation. They will job shadow different employees at different branches all over the country and differing kind of levels throughout the company. And these include some really huge companies, right? I mean, there's 11 seasons, so it's ranging from, you know, episodes like Frontier Airlines, the Chicago Cubs, White Castle, 7-Eleven, Popeyes, Yankee Candle. Yeah, I watched the Yankee Candle one. (laughs) Uh, Sky Zone, Anytime Fitness, The Vitamin Shop, and TGI Fridays. (laughs) So it's like any big company you can think of, it's like like some kind of, yeah that you've seen so now what happens is the ceo or executive which to no one's surprise is typically an older white man uh goes first into their undercover disguise because of course it's called undercover boss so all the people at the company are not supposed to know that this person is actually their boss it's usually involves just like a bald guy getting a wig or a guy with hair getting a long-haired wig, or, oh, you don't wear glasses? Now you do. Oh, you're clean-shaven? Now you have a mustache. <laughs> like, right. let's give this guy a soul patch. And it's just, like, really quite basic elementary stuff. Um, the biggest thing is they take this, like, white dude out of a suit, and they just put him in, like, cargo shorts and a sweatshirt, and they're like, who is it? We you look know. different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look working class. We don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Now, to be fair, if I was working the cash register at Burger King, I wouldn't know what the CEO looks like, nor would I care or give a crap about what the CEO looks like. So if some guy did come in and was the CEO, you know, in a mustache, I I would be like, okay, this weird guy in a mustache is here. Yeah, that's you true. Really don't know what your CEO looks like. I have no idea what the company. CEO of Burger King looks like, you know, yeah. but like people should, because you should like, I don't know. I feel like you should like look into that know where the power lies you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) especially because I mean I feel like they don't the CEO doesn't want you to know who he is they're like you're just you're under there below me I don't we don't need to know each other it's like but I work for your company but I think they prefer that like everyone working under them is a like faceless automaton <laughs> yeah so you're flipping burgers we're paying you as low as we possibly can and that's the end of the story <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they always say that this secretly undercover person is going to be on camera like job shadowing these people and like interviewing them for a certain reason so they don't get suspicious that it's undercover boss so in earlier seasons they say the people are part of some kind of competition show Um, But later the alias changes to that. It's a documentary or some sort of thing about people making career changes, stuff like that. And of course, for the first few seasons, I get it. The show isn't out yet or only a few seasons are out. So how are you supposed to know? Um, But by season 11, I'm like, come on, guys, obviously. (laughs) Like, how have you not caught on yet? Like, and I don't know, maybe they all already know and it's just a lie. 
maybe some people don't watch TV and they just don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But, but I feel like they always, like, okay, so, like, you're working at Burger King. This 52-year-old man in a very obvious toupee, like, comes in. <laughs> of, like, glue running down his cheek. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, terrible at food service. Like, I just feel like it would be, like, I think I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not normal for (laughs) and no what kind of documentary is about like bob really is passionate about working at mcdonald's like no one's gonna watch that right (laughs) so now that the boss is undercover um they typically shadow like three to four people per episode and it's people from all different parts of the company so if it is like a fast food chain they shadow like a line cook, then they shadow a maintenance person, like a regional manager, a cashier, something like that. There's usually a mix of like lowest level to like mid-management employees mm. that are shadowed though. And they say the whole point is so that the CEO can learn about all these different parts of their own company because it's a huge company and they have thousands of employees and they never talk to the little guy because they're so busy in their big fancy conference room on the executive floor. They don't know what's going on in Tallahassee at the Starbucks or wherever. (laughs) So now they're going to like meet the real people, the everyday Americans. So there's typically a mix of employees. Most of the time, these employees are great, like really hardworking people. They usually get frustrated with the CEO because they're telling him very quickly, like how to input something into a computer and they have to like rush because they have customers waiting. And the CEO who has not worked a customer facing job, maybe ever, is like completely <laughs> clueless. Like, well, what yeah. do I, how do I, how do you know that the cheese goes on top? Why? What? And it's just, it is pretty entertaining that part. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing that I do appreciate about this show is it's satisfying for this like old white dude who thinks he's the smartest, most confident person in the world gets so extremely flustered just trying to remember the process of like making a certain sandwich in right. the Popeyes. Right. And <laughs> there's one episode where the CEO of Models, um, like the sporting goods store, is of course in a fake mustache, um, <laughs> struggling and becoming short of breath trying to put a jersey on a mannequin. and later has to get a ladder and put price tags on a bunch of hanging backpacks and he's like dear god this is the best exercise that i've ever had in years i this is a great workout oh my god just like what are you talking like okay um And the employees are always like, this is the job. You got to get used to it. It's not that hard. Or you just like, you. it's hard, but you just do it. You don't have a choice. Right. And a lot of them say during their time being interviewed that they don't think this person is going to make it as an employee. <laughs> right. They're always like, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, Paul gets really overwhelmed when the customers are screaming at him. And that happens 24-7. <laughs> so. Paul's crying in the bathroom because <laughs> A customer. Paul doesn't know which end the mop head goes. (laughs) I don't think he'll be a good janitor at the Sonic. Yeah. (laughs) Now, these employees are being shown are extremely, are certainly not chosen at random or names out of a hat. It's definitely not that. They are chosen for a very specific reason. 
because this is like the very fabric of reality tv show gold which is getting people emotionally invested with a good like sob story right and i remember watching like american idol as a kid with my parents and they'd have the early episodes like the tryouts and there'd be all these really bad people that we laugh out laugh at like haha they're so bad at singing these fools and then like simon cowell comes out and is like oh like you make me want to (laughs) die and then they start crying um and it's just this whole weird thing where we just like get to laugh at people yeah um but then then they have this person come in and the show goes into this like documentary mode about how this is a disabled vet whose mom just died in a car crash and her dying wish was that her son would be a country music star and then the guy comes out and you're like well obviously we want to root for him they're not going to make it that he's bad and then he sings like an angel and makes Paula Abdul cry and even Simon is like oh I don't have anything bad to say and then everyone yeah cares. yeah it's a trope it's a trope it's of the shows such a formula yeah <laughs> and that's the same formula for undercover boss so you'll have the single mom struggling to feed her kids mm-hmm. the father whose son is sick um, a lot of what you would typically see in the real world, a young woman who is trying desperately to save up for a car so she doesn't have to take an hour and a half long bus commute each day to get to work where she makes minimum wage. Um, a man who is completely paralyzed and trapped by student loan debt, people weighed down by medical bills, dying parents, spouses deployed abroad. Um, then you have others like a worker at Johnny Rockets who could barely afford to pay rent on his measly salary. And also his daughter was just murdered. Oh, oh my God. It was like, it just kept going. I was like, what is happening? Oh, awful. And you just have to go to work every day at a Johnny Rockets. Yeah. Like, and be like, hi, welcome to Johnny Rockets. How can I get you a milkshake today? And oh, like, oh, God. That's so intense. Yeah. And there's also, um, there's a masseuse at a major massage chain called Massage Heights, and he is working every single day because his sister was shot and killed, and now he's supporting his niece and nephew. Oh there's my god! <laughs> a worker for NASCAR whose son is sick of leukemia and trying to pay for chemo. It's just, it's very sad. These are very hard stories to hear from people, and it's especially hard to hear these after watching these people work. And hearing that they have 12-hour shifts, they work six days a week, that Mm -hmm. they are paid $10 an hour, however Mm -hmm. it is. And the most common denominator is that these people miss their family and their home life. They are never home, and they say all they do is work. They're always just like, this is my life. I work 80 hours a week, whatever. But now we have to get to, like, what is the point of this show? Is it just to show people at regular jobs in their lives? No, because they have to make it into this like formulaic reality show that has a conclusion. So basically at the end of the show, the boss reveals themselves to the employees. They have this unre- unraveling, unre- un- what am I saying? <laughs> am I having a stroke? Uh, un- <laughs> unraveling? The, the big reveal comes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it unrevealing? <laughs> it's revealing. The unrevealing. <laughs> <laughs> 
so the employees are all taken to some like outside balcony and <laughs> there's always like this setup with like two chairs where they sit down across from each other but like weirdly far apart <laughs> yeah, it's always weird <laughs> it's like who set this up like what like production there's like no system? table between them they're just like sitting and you see their table. legs and i'm like i don't want to see this man's legs on this chair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so they bring the employees out and they're like, oh my gosh, this guy isn't grungy with a goatee and a rat tail. He's actually in a suit and he's bald and he's actually the CEO. Right. <laughs> well, not to interject, but like, they, how do they explain the cameras? And like, what's going on? <laughs> well, usually it's from, they're like, oh, well, you were in this documentary about this guy trying to have a job at Yankee Candle Company. And now we just have oh another God. part of it where you have to come talk to him about his job at Yankee Candle Company. Yeah, but it's just like, who's making a documentary about someone trying to work at Yankee Candle? Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Nobody wants to watch that. That's oh, so not know you're an undercover boss. Like, they probably do, and they just fucking, like, pretend not to. Well, right? yeah, because they're like, I should just pretend because there's a payoff at the I end. I know that something's <laughs> happening at the end, right? Yeah. I would, I guess, I don't know if they know that they're going to be on camera. I would assume, I mean, they have a microphone on, so. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, but the CEO will then say, like, surprise, you're on Undercover Boss. And they're always then, like, do you recognize me? <laughs> I look a little yes. bit different now, huh? It's always the same joke. I look it so is. different without my hair. Right. <laughs> right. Without this mustache, can you even tell who I am? <laughs> like, look, I'm in a suit. I don't always wear cargo pants. <laughs> yeah. So then they go on to reward the great employee with something. Now, this can range from helping pay for chemo treatments, mm -hmm. giving someone money to put towards a car, help pay their mortgage, uh, to help pay off their education, to pay for a trust or fund for a family member, to cover a surgery, pay rent. You get the picture. The reward is most always money. Almost. Yeah. And it is very often it ends in tears. It's very emotional. The people start crying. Sometimes the CEO cries. Everyone's very touched. It's this it's like nice, fun, fairy book, fairy style ending, whatever you right. want to call it. Um, of course, it is a bit more interesting when an employee is highlighted and they are not uh, star quality. <laughs> Yeah. They don't have a tragic backstory, and they're just kind of like a person, and they are not a good employee. That was Yankee Candle. There's this one teenage boy that just like didn't have much going on in his life, and he just like was a shitty employee. <laughs> Those are the ones that I love. That was I'm like, I could watch this all day. <laughs> I know that was like the highlight. That's why I remember that one so much because he was like. These damn kids just want to stick their hands in wax. <laughs> and he's talking to the CEO. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I would want to probably stick my hand in wax too. Why do they have to make it look so tasty? Yeah. <laughs> so a few of my favorites of the bad employees. I will admit I have not seen the Yankee Candle guy, but now I want to. Now you don't um, want to. Well, one of my faves, so there's a woman who's working the front at, like, some kind of smoothie place, and she's training this new guy, undercover boss, and tells him 
She's on her phone all the time. It doesn't matter because customers will interrupt her anyway. And that she's not a slave to the company, that the customers are all stupid. (laughs) Um, She goes off the recipes for all the smoothies and just like makes whatever she wants and gives it to people. And she makes a bunch of excess and she always just kind of throws it out. That's so funny. (laughs) I'm not a slave to this company, man. (laughs) (laughs) To this smoothie. King. <laughs> he's like this smoothie has to be your lifeblood like what do you mean you're not passionate about making smoothies right exactly like that's what they want to hear but it's like pay these people more if that's what you want like geez yep. um so one of my favorites there's a guy at boston market who is really really snarky and says all the customers take way too long to eat he hates when children and old people come in um that you're not supposed to ask questions you're just a robot and the boston market has ridiculous standards and they never care about what employees think or anything about them he also says he's a diva and he's the kim kardashian of boston market (laughs) of that particular boston yeah (laughs) which is such a wild thing to say about yourself like i love this boy for that (laughs) confidence right there that's that's confidence (laughs) yeah like he might not be a good co-worker he's not the nicest to this woman who's the undercover boss but like also i get it and i agree with you and i kind of want to be friends with you boy (laughs) yeah like it's a very like fuck the man stance which i can appreciate it's good (laughs) (laughs) um another one that is wild is this girl at menchie's frozen yogurt um I've never heard of Menchie's but maybe it's somewhere else I can Um, I can recognize like the the title but like I I don't think I've ever said it out loud yeah (laughs) (laughs) so they um they have this girl and she is like this blonde high school like this young girl um and she says her end goal is to marry a plastic surgeon that she's just working there for now because she has expensive taste and likes money but she doesn't doesn't believe pretty people should have to do anything <laughs> um, and she just like if that guy was the kim kardashian of boston market this girl would be like the paris hilton of menchies right <laughs> like, it's very kind of like the simple life at this like ditzy <laughs> at this frozen yogurt like... place <laughs> yeah do anything she's so... an aspiring paris hilton she unfortunately was not born an heiress but she's getting there she just has to work at menchie's for a little again bit. i very much appreciate paris hilton she actually doesn't come <laughs> from a lot of money and she put on the simple life thing as a character so <laughs> she does come from money no, she doesn't. I'm sure I mean, she works, but she came from no, money. No, her her dad was out of the inheritance. He didn't get any inheritance. They worked. Her parents worked. Okay, but her parents worked. So right, and then worked. yeah, but then she she worked to make her own brand from the Hilton name. Yeah, like she didn't. She probably worked or did something. I have no idea. But it's like I didn't work when I was like very young because I was privileged and my parents just worked you know sure but your mom (laughs) wasn't Kathy Hilton (laughs) yeah but like I don't know how to like like I don't know they talked about how they like they grew up in like a normal situation because the brother was wasn't in the inheritance so he didn't get any money but like they had their name so I'm sure that comes with a lot of like a clout 
I guess, or like ability. But it was like Paris like did her own thing to make it like her money. Mm-hmm. You know? And like put on the simple life facade and like went to all these raves and like did all this like stuff because she like made her own brand. Which is sure. like and she was, I would argue, the first to do that. Yeah. She was, she was pre-Kim. She made Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she works very hard. I mean, now, yeah. But, like, I, I just, like, I don't think she, like, was, like, a trust fund baby as much as people think she was. Money-wise. Well, I'm getting to the part in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when Kathy Hilton comes into the scene. Okay. So I'm going to have to get to care about it. Because <laughs> her other, Kathy Hilton's other two sisters are on Real Housewives. Um, but one just left. She was on a lot of drama. I'm back. I'm back in time, though. So if people watch it currently, I'm probably missing out. But I'm on like 2016 Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And Kathy Hilton has not appeared yet. But I hear there's a lot of drama coming up. Okay. So. Cool. So anyway, there's also a very direct and combative manager at Moe's. You remember Moe's? Mm-hmm. We don't have Moe's out in Colorado. So I was like, oh, I, re- I forgot about Moe's burritos. I get Moe's and Codoba confused quite a bit. Mm, I don't think <laughs> I've ever been to a Codoba. So. <laughs> They're very much the same. Yeah. So this guy just like, he's scary like he scares the crap out of the ceo he yells at him he treats him like they're in the marines like he's very just like this is how you make the burrito and if you don't yell welcome to mo's as soon as you come in you're like and it's just like he's very intense and it's one of those things where like yeah i don't know how people work for this this guy and the ceo is like i do not like being yelled at right i'm sure he's like i don't experience this normally like uh (laughs) this has never happened to me in my lifetime i don't know what's happening (laughs) how did these sorts of situations pan out so pretty fun funny (laughs) (laughs) at least to me um but one more that was very good was uh, probably my favorite is the CEO of Donato's Pizza. She goes undercover at the Ohio State University branch and okay. chat as a delivery driver. And this poor dude, who's also got to be like 21 probably. Um, I, I don't think he's also a college student. I think he's just working. Um, yeah. but he says that when he delivers late night pizzas to college students, oftentimes they'll invite him in to smoke weed. And if he doesn't have to hurry back and has extra time, he'll take part. He'll do it. <laughs> and the CEO is not having it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. He was just like, I'm so just vibing. Bad. I just feel safe with you. And he's probably like this like middle-aged lady that wants to be a delivery driver. <laughs> So when they do have these bad employees, the end reveal is not as sweet, Um, but they still try to make it kind of nice. So like the pizza delivery driver, the CEO, this boss babe, she comes out surprised. She doesn't actually have dark hair and a nose piercing. She's a blonde babe in a like pantsuit. (laughs) (laughs) And she tells the kid that she has to let him go. But if in 30 days he passes a drug test, she'll give him a second chance. All right. So, okay, like that one, fine, whatever. Um, And you know the Kim Kardashian of Boston Market, though? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The CEO comes out right at the end of the shift. 
Like she can't even wait. Oh, she can't wait till the sit down. Yeah. She's like, I gotta, I gotta do something. She reveals herself and says how disappointed, uh, oh, I guess it's a he, I put she, how disappointed he is. Um, he says it's not wrong of him to hate people, but everything he says is behind the customer's back. So that's what the bot, the Kim Kardashian says. He's like, it's not my fault. I hate everyone. yeah and like i don't say it to their face i say it you know to other people which yeah i get it's a point that that's fine a point. to me yeah i'm fine with that yeah and so he gets sent home and says that his manager will follow up with him but it's pretty certain he's fired like they're basically like go home we'll talk to you later just get out of here like negative whatever and kim kardashian of boston market is kind of just like whatever it's not my fault everyone's stupid (laughs) (laughs) doesn't care unfazed (laughs) and the smoothie girl so she comes for the big reveal and it's like a real housewives fight oh yeah she came ready to fight and so did the boss <laughs> so this like whole back and forth where she tries to defend herself and the boss isn't having it he's like you made me really uncomfortable she's like is it because you're married which like the confidence whoa, of that. my goodness <laughs> he gets the guy gets real uncomfortable um she does not leave with a big check at the end right surprise do they get, do they get fired like, I don't know about her. Okay. Um, Donato's guy, yeah. But okay. this girl, I don't know. I feel like the ending was vague, or maybe they didn't have the whole ending because I just watched the clip on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of just like, yeah, you're probably not coming back to work. Right, yeah. So there's also another aspect of this show that I do also have to bring up that's the very blatant and cringy uh, misogyny that runs very rampant in a handful of Undercover Boss episodes. Hmm. Well, again, 2010's TV. It's hmm. gonna be in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the Jersey Shore. We know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that's a shining star of feminism. <laughs> when Snooki got punched in the face, do you remember that? Yeah. Equality, was, man. Equality. That was wild. That was, the, <laughs> that was I, wild. That was, I was like 18. I had mono and I'm like laying on the couch and I'm like, what is, did I just see I, a woman get punched in the face? They edited it. I thought they like showed it for a while and it was so like graphic that they edited it out. Mm-hmm. And then I remember having to like look it up on YouTube to like find the actual scene. Cause he yeah. like hits her. Yeah. It's like really punches her. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And also like terrible. Like you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You shouldn't be punching that, anyone at a bar because they're annoying you. Yeah. Especially like, like a four foot eleven yeah, small woman. lady. Like yeah. oh, oh. anyway. Uh <laughs> so this isn't really surprising given the time period. Also, you're telling me a group of like white straight men are sexist to women in working class positions? The shock of the century. Yeah. <laughs> so there was the CEO of Diamond Resorts. Which is like mm-hmm. some like shitty uh like uh what's it called? Like sandals, right? Like No, like when you get trapped in uh like a vacation home, it's like all a pyramid scheme. Oh, a timeshare? Timeshare, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is it called? Um so it's kinda like that. Yeah. Um where people can like sign up for timeshares and whatever. So 
this dude immediately you're like this guy is so shitty like he just sucks like his he has this like little backstory where he's like in his mansion and his wife is packing his suitcase and he's like i've never packed a suitcase in my life that's my wife's job um and then he like goes undercover and uh there's this one girl that he's shadowing and he just always calls her sweetie and babe and he's like she's cute Mm. but she sucks at her job Mm. and it's and he's just very demeaning to her and it's pretty common that's like unfortunately one of the less cringy dudes (laughs) to act like this i'd be (laughs) so pissed if someone i was training was being demeaning to me yeah there's a part (laughs) where he was like babe babe put down the phone no we can't be doing this because she was i mean she was bad at her job but he was just like she you're really pretty but like you're so bad on the phones and it was like why are you talking what who talks like this yeah yeah um but now we gotta talk about the titty joints (laughs) oh yeah like hooters and didn't they do tilted kilt tilted kilt and the bikini bar and grill i knew tilted kilt i knew someone who used to work at a tilted kilt (laughs) yeah i've never even heard of the tilted kilt until this show like i don't know where they are they're not around here or maybe they are i've just yeah i've never seen them i'm not at many, many of these the, establishments the target patron of the tilted <laughs> they don't want my service i have legal I tender have, i have money to spend on mozzarella sticks so that's rude <laughs> i will throw out there like i don't think there's a hooters episode but i will throw out there hooters has fabulous fried pickles i am telling you oh yeah I got fried Watch pickles with you at a Hooters. <laughs> that was the only time I've been to a Hooters. <laughs> yeah, with you. I, yeah, I made you go to Hooters with me. <laughs> Downtown Baltimore. Yeah. Their uh, pickles, weren't they great? <laughs> great apps. Like, all the food on their menu apps. is, like, I guess I have the same, like, appetite as a frat boy, but I'm like, I want to eat all of this. This sounds <laughs> yeah, great to me. Like- probably don't go into the like entree menu like i wouldn't order like a salmon filet but like mm. just hit a bunch of apps if you ever go to hooters yeah you don't want to get the ratatouille at hooters <laughs> the chicken cordon bleu is yeah the beef the wellington is really underrated <laughs> oh, and in yeah. the back there's just like some line cook named trevor who's like high out of his mind just like yep that's the beef wellington <laughs> or like what if there was like a disgraced really like high-ranking french chef that was like yeah. just forced to work at a hooters <laughs> and now makes like the most amazing Ooh. food but no one appreciates Hooters. now that would be a great reality tv show that's a good one that's a good one and then that you just be- put a rat in his hat and you got ratatouille there we go ratatouille hooter style i i think there would be it would be pretty funny to like have a tv show called like exceeding expectations or something like that where they like go into a burger king or something like that and serve someone like the most fantastic wagyu beef burger yeah (laughs) they're not expecting it and they're like they just film their reaction that'd be hilarious especially (laughs) if you gave it to like some high teenager at like three in the morning (laughs) they would lose their mind and they'd never believe like they're like was this a fever dream like did this happen was i on molly i'm so confused (laughs) i will i swear gordon ramsay was in the drive-thru and gave me a beef wellington (laughs) i really think he did (laughs) 
Yeah. So, okay. So I almost feel like this happened to me. So uh, I would always stop at like McDonald's on the way back from Ithaca. And I was with one of our friends and we stopped at the McDonald's in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm. And just Lebanon, Pennsylvania, (laughs) like a normal burger. And it was the most beautiful McDonald's burger I've ever seen in my life. It was like, there were like oats, like oat crumbles on the bun. And like, it was like a, like a risen, like a fully risen bun. And like the beef was nice and like the lettuce was fresh. I cannot tell you how like amazed I was by this burger. <laughs> Are you sure you were at a McDonald's? Had you taken any substances and wound up The reason up at a I know is because our friend, she forgot her phone there. So we had to drive back. <laughs> You yeah. just want an ex- That's funny because you never see a fluffed up bun at a McDonald's. You don't. Usually it I... looks like someone's been sitting on it for the past 24 hours. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And now I like have always wanted to go out back, but it's like deep and it's like three hours away, three and a half yeah. hours away. <laughs> you should send them a really good Yelp review. I feel like maybe I should, but it was like maybe six or seven years ago. <laughs> I'm sure nothing has changed. (laughs) Everything stands still at that. I hope they kept their standards the same because they were top notch, top notch Lebanon. (laughs) Well, they actually did do an episode about Hooters. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to actually start with talking about the Hooters episode and then talk about the others. Um, And yeah, so oh, I put in a little thing about how I went to Hooters with you in Baltimore. Oh, nice. We already covered it. Okay, so to start off with, I'm not anti-Hooters, but in this episode, the CEO is shadowing a local branch manager, and imagine just the blandest potato of a man with an annoying-ass voice who has the audacity to run down the line of every waitress and critique them on their appearance. Like, to their face? To their face. And it's either their hair isn't perfect, their nails aren't done, they have too many tattoos. It's like the stupidest Uh, fucking thing I've ever seen. And this guy has the audacity to be named Jimbo. Jimbo! Ew. (laughs) I don't ever trust a Jimbo. Sorry, Jimbos. Yeah, never trust a Jimbo. I'm sure there's one that's real nice and would take me square dancing, but otherwise I... I'm going to say I don't have a lot in common with Jimbo's. Um, So this instance, it's a little different because you don't actually end up hating the CEO. You really hate this manager. So the manager is terrible. He makes the waitresses participate in a baked bean eating contest where their hands are tied behind their backs and whoever eats the most gets to go home early. Oh my God. That's awful. Like in the restaurant business, that's just, that's just disgraceful. It is the most degrading thing. And I remember watching this when I was like young, like when it came out and it like traumatized me because I was just like, this is so disturbing. Like what is happening? And it just stuck with me. And now every time I think of Undercover Boss, that's like the first thing I think of is this man, Jimbo. Jimbo, God. I hope he gets more than fired. Oh, well, get ready to get pissed off. Because at the end, the CEO, he reveals himself and he reprimands this guy. He's like, Jimbo, 
Like, that wasn't cool what you did. Like, that was pretty demeaning to the waitresses. Um, Jimbo's response is amazing. It's the whole, if I'm too competitive, if I'm too harsh, man, it works. Shame on me for being uber competitive because I have a track record of building sales. <sighs> so he Classic. plays into the, like, the capitalist nature of the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what if I degrade all these women making minimum wage? I get the job done and I make great sales. Right. Like, I'm just competitive. I'm a go-getter. I'm a motivational blah, like all those buzzwords. Yeah. Um, the CEO then just asks him to apologize to the staff. <gasps> That's all he gets. They fire the Kim Kardashian Boston market, but this dude gets to stay managing a staff no. of women that are also like half his age. He's like a 45-year-old man, and these waitresses right. are like 19. Right. God, that sucks. I would be so pissed if I was working there and like I was like, oh hell yeah, undercover bosses here. Like they're gonna they're gonna make things yeah. right, and then they just don't. <laughs> yeah, he did this like vile act on national television. Like, of course he's gonna get fired. He should nope. get fired nothing maybe he's still there who knows maybe he's dead i have no idea we can't jimbo, find jimbo, anyway. jimbo where are they now <laughs> <laughs> so next we go to the tilted kilt which is hooters but if you're scottish right. um so this boss is shadowing a very pretty young blonde waitress she gets in trouble with the boss because she tells some dirty jokes to him and the customers um the customers who are like the prime demographic are these drunk bros and they seem to love it. Like they're laughing. They tip right. her well. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to get some tips. And the boss is like, Hey, wait, this is a classy place. You can't ah. be doing that. <laughs> this is like, a classy establishment where everyone is women and scantily clad. <laughs> yeah. And he remarks about how she's so young and how is she going to progress in life like that if she's telling crude jokes. Um, but you're also like, hey, you are the one having her wear this teeny tiny outfit with her right. boots out. And your whole business model is to get horny guys like drunk so they buy more food and drink. Right. So like, what are you like the hypocrisy is just ridiculous and when i was watching that clip on youtube it was like all the comments were just like this is the biggest hypocrite i've ever seen like right. <laughs> everyone was like this is just bullshit seriously jeez. now lastly was the bikini bar and grill which is another business that thrives off of women's breasts but okay. this one is so wild <laughs> so okay. first we have the boss getting upset with the bartender because she isn't actually wearing a bikini top um, she's more comfortable wearing a t-shirt um, he doesn't like that he's like this is the bikini bar and grill you got to be wearing a bikini mm -hmm. uh, she also mentions she has future aspirations because he expects her to see bartending as her long-term career so he gets upset about that <sighs> come on I don't even know what the future aspirations were but she was like yeah I want to like study I want to like do this for a career i want to like move on you know i don't want to be a bartender like, no you want to be a bartender your whole life that's how it works yeah. <laughs> like really what's the pension here at the bikini bar and grill then like how am i going to retire being right. a bartender um they don't talk about that he fires her and says it's a coveted position and they can get someone else who's more passionate oh my god yeah <laughs> so again you good get at her job too i bet you she was a good bartender i bet she was <laughs> she wasn't she was comfortable in her t-shirt 
people weren't gawking at her boobs. She was getting the job done. And they were like, nope, you got to be more passionate about serving drunk men like Mai Tais at three in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) There was also another waitress um, who has future aspirations with the company. So they love her. They're like, oh, this girl, like she loves Bikini Bar and Grill. Um, (laughs) She has interest in working in marketing. Um, for the chain of restaurants she's like that's what I want to do um, I'm like and she like offers like marketing advice she's like I think the marketing brand should do this or that mm-hmm. um, instead of offering like professional development opportunities giving her a promotion or even just like making changes within the marketing branch um, what they do offer her is to pay for her boob job so she <sighs> can better market herself at her role Oh my god, that's so awful. Yep. (laughs) Ew, how are they allowed to do this? It was so hard to watch. I was like, is this is this real? Is this came out on television? Like families are watching this? It was it was wild. I hope they go bankrupt. I feel like they should. I mean, like, are they even still a thing? I've never heard of them. You know, I have no idea. I feel like it's a Florida thing, but maybe I'm just stereotyping. What's it (laughs) called? It's called Bikini Bar and Grill. And it definitely has like a beachy theme. So I figured it was like some chain that started out of like Sarasota or something, but who knows. Ugh. But yeah. So that is basically the show Undercover Boss. So again, it's very straightforward. And on the basis, it seems pretty simple. Boss wants to learn about his company and the employees that make the company what it is. Um, Reward the good people, weed out the bad ones, like Willy Wonka, who honestly, if he were to go undercover, he would never be able to handle all the hard manual labor those Oompa were doing. Just saying. He'd be a really good undercover boss. (laughs) (laughs) But if you just watch a few episodes... There's this whole encompassing theme of the show that angers me. And according to the internet, angers a lot of people too. So this show airs on CBS, which CBS always has the running joke that it's the network that has the most old people watching it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like Stephen Colbert's Tonight Show is on CBS and he always makes jokes in his monologue about how like only old people watch CBS. And I mean, other shows that are on this channel are like NCIS and Blue Bloods and Young Sheldon and The Amazing Race and like right young Sheldon (laughs) like most people I know aren't watching um not to say they're all bad but whatever um undercover boss would be in this group um this is a show that older boomer generation republicans like to watch and I will kind of go into why (laughs) so first we have to go back to the very first episode The pilot drops during one of the worst recessions in American history since the Great Depression. Mm. Ordinary people are struggling. The voiceover to start the show states, quote, the economy is going through tough times. Many hardworking Americans blame wealthy CEOs for being out of touch with what's going on in their own companies. But some bosses are willing to take extreme action to make their companies better. These CEOs are going to come save us. They care Good about Good for us. them. They're going to give money to three out of thousands of employees that they own yep. <laughs> It's the cheaper PR move. And, like, I'm sure a lot of companies 
their PR department was like, ooh, like people aren't looking at a restaurant that much. Like maybe you should go on Undercover Boss. Mm-hmm. You yep, know? it's great publicity. Yeah. And yeah, so according to this article from the AV Club, the show clearly, quote, aims of resuscitating the reputation of corporate leaders and Fortune 500 assholes who rode the backs of working people into the ditch of the 2008 collapse. <laughs> yeah. And it's like celebrities, they're just like us. Britney Spears goes, goes to 7-Eleven for a slushy sometimes too. CEOs, they're just like us. Watch this man with the million dollar salary type try to make a sandwich. Ha <laughs> ha, it's so funny. <laughs> and the fact that the CEO is bad at the normal job is satisfying for the audience because it makes us feel important. Like, yeah, our jobs are hard and it still puts the CEO on that pedestal though that this is not what they're supposed to be doing like they should be in their meeting with the investors right now like they're not meant to be on the working front lines everybody has their role and fits into it right and when we get to ending the ending this cash reward it's this cathartic thing for the viewer because in our society the way it's supposed to go is that the really hardworking person that works day in and day out sacrifices everything loves their employer never calls out sick helps all the other employees works overtime and is also struggling at home with something they have no control over gets the reward they get to take over the chocolate factory it's all this beautiful movie ending right and of course this is supposed to pull at our heartstrings people crying people having their medical bills paid out in full um this hard-working grandmother who never has a day off got $20,000 to go towards her retirement, which probably brings her 401k plan to $20,000. Can't retire off that. (laughs) But typically, the money is around 10 to 20 grand. And I remember, I think it was Checkers or some fast food chain where this poor girl couldn't afford a car and she just wanted a car to get to work. And they were like, here you go. $10,000 to get a card to get to work easier. And I was like, okay, cool. She's still making $8 an hour. (laughs) Right. (laughs) God. Well, I mean, it's it's cheaper. It's cheaper for them to do this, Mm -hmm. like, by millions of dollars. (laughs) So much. And, yeah, it's this instead of, you know, increasing everyone's wages or making real systemic change to support your employees, um, give them a quality of life that we all deserve. They just, you know, throw a few treats at a few good apples. Um, It's saying that the system isn't unfair. If you work hard, you will be rewarded one day. And if you're not, then you're not working hard enough. And all the lazy, rude employees like the Kim Kardashian of Boston Market, they don't deserve anything. So they got to go. It's meritocracy and capitalism at its finest. Yep. And we're supposed to be so proud and happy for this. Oh, yeah. And it's still running, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Still going. Oh, God. Yeah, we're supposed to be so happy for the CEO because we think, oh, this is such a nice person. Look at what they're doing. Um, They threw like a chunk of change to them at an employee who has the most traumatic story that you can imagine on camera. (laughs) It's like it's all just a marketing sham. And don't get me wrong. Part of me is drawn to watching Undercover Boss because I like it's definitely entertaining. And I really, yeah, I like the beginning of the show. Like, I like seeing people work 
like ordinary jobs and like seeing real people like it's interesting and it can be very depressing sometimes and you do like you know you get invested in this but once they go into how the boss is this kind and compassionate giving person who we should worship I'm out it's it's just ridiculous um and a lot of the YouTube clips too it's like because I would watch like an episode or two and then I'd just be like googling clips to watch and all the way that they're like titled on YouTube is like kindest boss imaginable gifts woman like (laughs) money to change her life or kindest boss you'll ever meet pro CEO (laughs) who is titling this (laughs) there's also a lot of it's a ceo they're undercover on youtube (laughs) he's uploading it to his channel yeah Yeah. um there's a lot of good spoofs about undercover boss like snl has done a couple kim peel did a really good one um that i definitely recommend to check out because they're very like pretty accurate yeah um so this show is like law and order because while that is blatant propaganda on a major american cable network this is just capitalist propaganda that I feel like everyone's aunt and uncle like to watch. And listen, you're allowed to watch it. I've watched it. I've seen every episode of Law and Order. Uh, yeah. Like, it's fine. Just remember, like, it's not realistic. Not real. And it's not, like, don't just buy into what they want you to think about the show. Right. Basically. Or, like, don't absolve these CEOs of their sins <laughs> because yeah, of this. Like their blatant white-collar crimes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> to conclude with a quote from the AV Club, quote, So congratulations, undercover boss. You've spent a decade doing your part to help make sure the business leaders and elite millionaires that control our economic policies and political processes are celebrated as heroes in mainstream culture rather than properly reviled as the willing class warriors they are, reaping huge sums by maintaining the proper division between haves and haves-nots, the farce that is putting a smiley face on structural inequality now, all too human representatives. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I want to just, like, stop recording there. It's so, like, (laughs) intense. (laughs) Very conclusive. The Thanks, end. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah crazy crazy yeah. and it's because it's funny because I like thought about this because I remember this being on when I would be like home from college and just like always having it on because I like did find it interesting and then like last year at like one in the morning I'm like oh I gotta watch undercover boss and then the second I started watching it I was like wait what is this this is awful this is not what I thought it was yeah it's it's I've only I I've never intentionally watched it is how I'll put it like it's always just like come across my path yeah it's just always kind of on in the background and you're like what is this yeah yeah I was just looking so so I've worked, I, I worked at Bertucci's. So that's very much like within the realm of what I think an undercover boss situation could be in. Mm-hmm. And it, I just Googled it. They don't have it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but yeah, that would be like crazy. And I like, I just don't know how people don't know. Like, I think everyone's aware of undercover boss now, but maybe that's just wrong. 
And how do they weed out who they're going to pick? Because they're obviously targeted. Did they do like mass interviews across the company? Yeah, I think they must do some kind of poll of like, let's find just the most rundown, like traumatic, like story we can find. And right. Like they probably have to scout out. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, it's like, oh, well, we heard about Sarah down in the marketing department and her whole family burned her alive. Son died. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, we also pay her minimum wage and she works 90 hours a week and doesn't have health care. But let's not talk about that part. Let's give her tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> let's pay oh, for a funeral so that she can bury her family and we'll be martyrs forever. Everyone will love us. Look at how good we are. <laughs> Pat on the back, guys. Good job. <laughs> give her money to bury her family. Yeah, yeah. crazy. But also it has withstood the test of time. Like there's a lot of reality shows from the 2000s that have not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it hasn't been like I feel like a lot of shows came out then like The Biggest Loser and like all these like really yeah. like problematic like weird I used to love The Biggest Loser. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an episode. It's so bad. It's like now as like a like a human being that understands the minutest amount of like human nutrition, it's horrible. Because <laughs> it's just yeah. like the goal is to lose as much weight as possible. They don't really talk about like how this could possibly induce any sort of eating disorder or like <laughs> anything else and like I think there was like one it stopped because I think there was one season where it was like ooh, like they not only did they lose like a ton of weight they lost so much weight that they were like underweight like they didn't look healthy and it was like oh like that's not oops like we (laughs) we may have gone too far (laughs) we may have gone too far with our stuff but I don't know why I liked it I liked it kind of like because they made them all live together and like work out together I I just like kind of the camp feel of it you mm. know so it's like big brother but everyone has to live yeah them. it was like big brother yeah. but also like with challenges it was kind of like the challenge the show yeah. the challenge yeah where they all live together and have drama but also mm. they like uh do challenges but like plus hundreds of pounds of weight loss <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how to lose weight. You just take out your badonkadonk and if don't have any butt muscles. <laughs> you will lose many pounds, probably. <laughs> yeah, they canceled the biggest loser after someone removed their butt to, to win the competition. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I. I don't know how long Undercover Boss will keep going for, but... It should be, like, protested against at this point, honestly. Like, people are aware. Most people forgot that it's a show that's still on the air because no one's watching CBS (laughs) besides old people. So it's just this show that I feel like a lot of retired people who aren't working are watching. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, look at the, like, this seems fine to me. And it's like, yeah, because nothing wrong here. <laughs> you grew up in the 60s. 
just a generous man giving to his yeah. employees. <laughs> I like when this handsome man in the suit gives a few shillings to this poor woman. <laughs> yeah. Shillings. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like any millennial or younger or even Jenna. I mean, I feel like most people if they watch it, they're like, "Oh, this is Can you imagine a, a woke Gen Zer watching this? Like, I don't think they even know about it. That's the thing. I was like, I don't think anyone would want to go after this show because most people, like, don't even know what it is. Right. <laughs> right. They're, just, they're on TikTok. They don't know that Undercover Boss is on CPS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you took some, like, overworked, like, 20-year-old waitress and had her watch <laughs> an episode of Undercover Boss. Be so pissed, right? Yeah. <laughs> god so crazy yeah and there's so many episodes where like the manager is shitty and it's just like oh, oh this yeah is awful like it just brings me back to all those times where i had jobs where the manager was terrible when you're like yeah. you know very young and you don't even know what you're doing in life and you're really stressed out at your job <laughs> i've been good times <laughs> somehow extremely fortunate with like the managers I've had in my life I've had a bad like I worked at a doctor's office and there were bad doctors but they weren't directly responsible for me in any way it was really like the office manager was responsible for me yeah right like but anyone who's been like directly like like has the ability to fire me I've been I've had very good luck like I haven't had anyone that's like a dick which is nice and like I just want to keep that going. <laughs> I yeah. I think the biggest thing that traumatized me was working with in customer service positions. I The like only customer service I at. have done is food service, which has like sort of a whole other side of like horribleness. I've never done retail, which is like, yeah, I'm kind of scared to now. I hope I never have to. Yeah, I've never done retail. That does sound like the hardest. Yeah. I've just had to do like reception and oh, a lot yeah. of like reception. On the phone, just some woman screaming at you and you're like, I get paid like minimum barely minimum wage. Like, <laughs> can you right. leave me alone, please? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always so entitled. And I was actually listening to a different podcast and they were talking about online shopping and how like in-store shopping has become so hard and why people there's all these Karens that throw fits and like scream at retail workers and they were basically saying like that is like the only time when a lot of these people feel any sense of entitlement and they feel entitlement because they're the paying customer and they have money so this service worker has to do whatever they want. And when they don't get it, they freak out. And that's yeah. because capitalism has told them that the most important thing is that they have money and they can just buy their way into bad behavior. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I love capitalism. God bless America. <laughs> God bless America. Um... The CEO is always right. Yeah, God bless Yankee Candle and Bikini Bar and Grill and Popeyes. <laughs> the three pillars of our society, <laughs> of our economy. That's all anyone needs. The three bodies of government, Popeyes, Bikini Bar and Grill. 
And Yankee Candle? Yeah, that's all anyone needs. If we had those as our three branches of government, I bet my bottom dollar you'd have no problems. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They'd figure out everything, so yeah, good. <laughs> all right, well, great explained. Thank you. That was Undercover Boss. Explained away.